Kansas City's talk show for throttle junkies, motorheads, and anyone who loves rocking the driver's seat. From barn fresh to concourse ready, Road Muscle Radio parks the latest news, the greatest views, and the biggest names in rolling thunder right, right in your ears. ears. Let's welcome your show hosts, a freelance automotive journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brett Hatfield, and 30-plus year radio veteran, author, playwright, lousy karaoke singer, and lover of fat and freaky American classic cars, Mark Catfish Groves. Let's put the pedal to the metal. Road Road Muscle Muscle Radio is on the air. Yep, we're back with Road Muscle Radio one more time. One more time for 2018. Just just about done with this particular calendar. You got to take it down, swap out for the new ones. Yeah, put up the new one with the new cars like that one. Thank you very much that you gave me for Christmas. Well, you know, I had what? Yeah, I had to because it's got a couple of my cars. Yeah, it? I know. <laughs> <laughs> you kid me. You better stay on April a long time. I owned. You, I own your memory for 60 days, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's a beautiful calendar and thank you. Oh, yeah. most welcome. Did you have a good Christmas? Oh, fantastic Christmas. Speaking of calendars, got a little bit of car stuff, got new car calendars because that seems to be what everybody gives me. Uh, the wife was sweet enough to uh-huh. give me a couple of car books. Got one about Aston Martin. There you go. Good stuff. Well, we have so much to look forward to coming up in 2019. Uh, road, we'll talk about some Road Muscle Radio uh, uh, things to look forward to. Lots some of big changes and growth and this and that that I think is just awesome. And uh, we all have our own goals. We have our own things to do. You know, I, I did make some... Uh, I made some New Year's Eve resolutions, and I think my biggest one, to be quite honest, uh, in going to make, is that I I just want to be authentic. Oh boy, I'm gonna I'm gonna clear the decks, man. You you know I'll be 55 in January. I'll be you know a rural speed limit, and I'll finally get a dollar off at Golden Corral. Hot damn, my life is good. Uh, can I go with you? I know that's like two dollars off. You buy my lunch. You can pretend to be as old and mature and as I am. I am looking forward to that and for that, uh, the whole thing of just time to get stuff done. It is. Clock's ticking. Louder than ever. Hello, dreams. You're next. I got some stuff to talk about here real quick. Get your brain in gear for what's going on. Time for What's News on Road Muscle Radio. So my dream car has been put on hold again. What? Yeah. This... I just talked about trying to make dreams come true and yours is on hold. What? Well, I didn't have any control over this. Who do we got to kill? Uh, well, <laughs> we we got to blame the general. The good old General Motors doesn't, Chevy doesn't quite have that new Corvette ready. Yet. Oh. Uh, they've been, you know, the they've been denying that it even exists. And now they've come out and say, oh, yeah, it exists. But it's not going to come out when you think it's going to come out. Well, I saw a picture of, and it was one of those things where they, they put the wrap on it that mm-hmm. does all the jiggy jaggy stuff. So it looks, you look at it and you start going 3D with it. Oh yeah. The, uh, I saw a picture of one of those and it was another hint. This was just like yesterday, day before, a couple days ago that it, um, uh, they've got the new thing out. It was spotted, but nobody know, really knows what's going on. Well, with test it. mules have been spotted everywhere for the last couple, three years. This has been like the worst kept secret in all of cardam. Smart. And you know, even Ped Watt saw one up in the mountains and managed to get a couple of pictures of it. They've been testing them everywhere. And so GM has been saying mid-engine Corvette isn't coming out. And they finally came out and said, okay, it is coming out, but. But, but we're not going to have it ready for the Detroit Auto Show, which is where they typically release oh, new yeah. Corvettes when they do come out. And so Detroit next month isn't going to have one. They say the electrical system isn't quite what they want it to be. 
Now, the rumor floating around is that maybe the new mid-engine Corvette is going to be a hybrid what? And have an electric motor powering the front wheels and a gasoline motor powering the rear wheels. And Car and Driver has speculated that the gas motor is going to be a twin turbo, massive horsepower, and the wheel or the motor that's powering the front wheels. When you combine the power between the two, they're speculating thousand horsepower supercar. <sighs> I, wow, that's that's hard to wrap my head around. That's I, a lot in one in one thought, like kind of Tesla esque on the front end, and then you know bad boy esque on the back end. Well, a couple of years ago, uh, Porsche came out with a nine eighteen, and Ferrari came out with a La Ferrari, and McLaren came. That all three manufacturers came out with million dollar hybrid supercars that were all putting out around nine hundred plus horsepower, and it sounds like the speculation sounds like maybe the Corvette's going to take a stab at that, but I would be surprised if that's the first thing they come out with. I think they'll probably come out with a kind of a base model mid-engine Corvette, eighth generation gas motor in the back. And then somewhere down the road, the equivalent of a Z06 or a ZR1 will come out and then that will be the monster. But they're saying they don't have the electrical right right now. They're not going to debut the car at Detroit manufacturers have said stuff like that before and then the car shows up time will tell but my dream car is not quite ready yet now new stuff cool stuff stuff that should make us happy okay uh haggerty is saying that for the first time ever gen xers and millennials outnumber baby boomers as car collectors this speaks well for the future of our hobby hallelujah and what we love we're getting they younger people involved now <laughs> <laughs> i I don't count because I've been, you know, I've had collector cars almost my my entire adult life or even before I was, I don't know that I'm considering an adult <laughs> And I now. just bought the cars I could afford, which I found out many years later were collectible. Well, I, got, <laughs> I, got, I got really, really lucky. I started with a Corvette and I was smart enough to never sell it. Yes, you were. <laughs> so I still have that. Winner. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's why it would be impossible for anybody to tell if I was having a midlife crisis because where do I go from here? Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably have to My do it. life is a crisis. <laughs> probably have to do it backwards and go buy a Volvo or something. But uh, it's um, Haggerty is saying that uh, we outnumber the baby boomers, and there are some evergreen things among collectors, no matter what age. They say a lot of uh, the '60s stuff that was so cool then is still cool now. That hasn't gone away. Right. But we're seeing some of the baby boomers' blue chips soften, like Tri Five Chevys, '55, '56, '57 Chevy Bel Airs, two tens, one fifties. Right. Uh, aren't bringing the dollars they used to. One of the things that's starting to soften in the market a little bit is the one that makes me do the happy dance: mid-year Corvettes are getting to be a little bit cheaper. 63 through 67 Corvettes. Really? Now, split windows still bring huge money. Oh, sure. Big blocks still bring huge money. But I wasn't looking for one of those anyway. I was looking for a high horse, small block, and Nassau blue. Somebody find me a snitch. Yeah, talk to me. Talk to me, people. So, as those things soften, uh, you know, baby boomers are selling off a lot of their collections, too. That's the other thing. Lots more supply in the market. I just saw on, what is it, uh, Barn Finds? What's the guy, Tom? Um, oh, Tom. Um, um, does all those videos. Tom Cotter. 
Yeah. And I just read one. It was in Hemings, uh, Hemings Motor News oh, just a couple of days ago that there was another one of those huge barn finds. And it just has these these amazing vehicles. I watched the video on that. Yes. It's over a half hour long. That guy's got more cool stuff in one spot. And that dude's about as old as Methuselah. Yeah. And they will not reveal where it is. I think. Oh, he hell have, no. He probably babysat Moses. <laughs> it was, and took him for cool rides in cool cars. And he's got all those stashed. And those are going to start all those type of things. The collectors that are, you know, the people that we've looked up to for 30 years. Oh yeah. Well, let's just be honest. They're, they're passing on. And that's one of the single most staggering collections I've seen anywhere. Oh my God. That thing's insane. Yeah. That guy's got a little bit of everything and most all of it's cool. He did really good. So we have lots to look forward to 2019 going to be an interesting uh, year. And also we have lots to look forward to in our next segment because Rennie Doyle, master detailer. The guy, guy makes me look like I'm not even trying. This is a cat who shines the cars at the Concord d'Elegance at Pebble Beach. Yes, darling. It's Rennie and the Detail Mafia. They are there in force, and they make everything look so good. He's going to tell us how to make it shiny. Coming up next on Road Muscle Radio. And we're back with more Road Muscle Radio. You know, Mark, one of the things that uh, I wind up doing an awful lot and is uh, very close to my heart is trying to keep all my cars looking absolutely spotless all the time. <laughs> you, you know, you do a really good job, although you did have that one life lesson, that life lesson about car washes oh, versus I'm chrome. St- I'm still fighting that. You, you still got that anger still, in your eye. No, it's, no, it was the stainless trim on that. I'm still fighting Quick, it. Quick, uh, what exactly happened? Come okay. on, tell the story. Uh, show your shame. Shame, shame, No shame. kidding. Took the 61 Impala, went to that show up by KCI in September. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was covered with dust. There was all kinds of people there. I wound up having to park on the grass. It was so packed. And by the time we leave, it's coated in crud. Yeah. Ran by a uh, one of those coin-op car washes not far from the warehouse. Not sure what they had in their lines. Sprayed it on the uh, stainless trim on the side of the Impala. Ugh. Instant oxidation. I've been polishing on that stuff from September till now and it's one of those things where you go to the warehouse and you know take a six pack of beer and that's your afternoon you're going to spend your time doing (laughs) tedious nail turning polishing please shine for me shine Uh, for me just you know and what i should have done was put the car on a truck and send it to rennie doyle (laughs) out in uh, california rennie Rennie, doyle rennie is the master detailer extraordinaire he's uh the one of the leaders of the detail mafia he those guys detail air force one at the reagan library are you serious yeah you want to talk about being on your game and especially if reagan had it because he would have been like no that you need to dot your eye and cross your (laughs) t right there well that these guys work at pebble beach every year yeah you don't get any higher the concord d'elegance yeah you don't get any detailing at the concord d'elegance yeah, that's in, that's insane detail level. That's not just detail. That's, no, that's oh, oh my god, Jesus is looking at you right now, and, and he knows he couldn't do it as well. Wow. And the other thing is, he's got his own line of detailing products. Ooh. So welcome to the show, Rennie Doyle. Hey, hey, thanks a lot, guys. How you doing? Doing well. Thanks for being with us. Okay, Rennie. Well, uh, first thing we do with everybody: favorite car, first car, 
What was your first car? First car, 1966 Volkswagen Baja Bug. <laughs> it was ugly. It was ugly. It was ugly. Now, did you have that? Were you out in California, I take it? I did. Right there, you know, I live about an hour and a half away from where I grew up. I grew up about 40 miles outside of Los Angeles. Okay. And, oh, so uh, you... I loved the, yeah, yeah, I loved the mountains, and so I wanted something that I could uh, think of skiing. And so, uh, and it was cheap, right? You know, you're a kid, you're on with money. And uh, the Baja Bug back then, in the, you know, in the 80s, uh, Bajas were pretty popular. It was the thing to have. So uh, that was the first ride. And it was the first time I'd ever driven a stick. Sure. Nice. All right. So, yeah. favorite car you've had? Oh, you know, I like to say that my favorite car I've had is the car I haven't got yet. Oh, really? Uh, I've got, <laughs> yeah. I've got some great cars. I've got some cool rides even right now. I'm uh, looking at a couple of cool things. You know, 67 Chevelle, uh, drop top. That's my baby. Oh, for, nice. Uh, 20 years. So that's probably one of them. But, you know, I've had some cool cars. I say H1 Hummer, believe it or not, was one of the funnest vehicles I've had. And just the intimidation factor on that thing was cool. And it drove, uh, it drove some people that are Prius drivers completely crazy. No, 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 Prius drivers in that kind of. Um, <laughs> so what's the, one you're, what's the one you're dreaming of, the one you haven't had that you're looking for? Boy, you know, uh, right now, I'll tell you, I'm all over the Audi TTRS. I just think that the, the 2019, you know, it's it's an incredible car. They call it the R8 killer. Cool. Uh, you know, I've already got the Chevelle, so I've got some American muscle. Uh, that one's not going anywhere. Uh, but I'll tell you, I'm just, man, I'll tell you, it's, call, it's calling my name pretty bad. They, they come out here in a few months, and I got a chance to test drive uh, one, and oh, man, it is just, uh, they're incredible. All right, and the third thing that everybody always wants to know, What's your best car story and or dumbest thing you ever did in a car? No. Oh, okay. Let's go with dumbest because I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> uh, I decided to buy, uh, I was living in Sun Valley, Idaho, and was young and uh, always liked classic cars. Bought a 72 International Scout Two. That was pristine. <laughs> 27,000 original miles. Wow. And uh, decided to take it out, right? This is in 19, uh, late 90s, you know, so it's 25, 30 years old at the time. Decided to take it out for its maiden voyage in snow and rolled it. <gasps> oh, no. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. those are so cool looking. They are. Now, the good thing is this tells you how nice this thing was built. Is It uh, it actually went end over end and uh, landed back on the tires. And the only damage it didn't break the windshield. It just broke the fiberglass top on the back. I bought a new top, painted it again, and it was actually in better shape than when I bought it. Holy crow. That is insane. And uh, Now, how did you... Fl- okay, you flipped it end over end. You yeah, didn't roll it. You flipped it. How, what the hell were you doing? You need to see our <laughs> eyes because we both looked yeah, at each like, other what? going... <laughs> rolled it, I guess. Well, flipped it. There's more of a story there than meets the ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I decided to pick it up a notch and see, you know, and everything else, and uh, wasn't in full drive yet. I uh, tapped the brakes a little bit. Well, the brakes are also crazy, and it's just a good effect that you learn how to plan. Went over the ditch. The ditch wasn't a problem, but when the uh, when the back when the back tires kicked, it just it just literally flew right over the top, uh, end over end, and landed back on the tires. And the bad thing was, there's also the coldest snap in Idaho uh, in like 20 years. I was thinking about the old zero, and I had to spend the night out there. Oh, uh, no. dude! Yeah. So oh, was, no. Yeah, my, my wife's pregnant at the time. She's due, you know, six months away from having a baby, five or six months away from having a baby. 
Uh, she doesn't know where I'm at. They got some uh, young, younger kids so can, came by and were coming back from a rock concert about five in the morning, picking me up. And, uh, you know, I just went back in the back, uh, decided to read a book. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing was warm. deciding to read a book as you turn Smurf blue. <laughs> you yeah, left, exactly. You left it a 72 International and came back in a 74 Vega. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I smell skunk? Hey, you guys aren't going to tell anybody I told you the story, right? No, no, no man. It's no, just no, between no. the three of us. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, Scott's on here. We would never. <laughs> That's a good story. <laughs> All right. So how did you get interested in detailing and how did you wind up being a professional detailer? Wow. Okay. So great question. So, you know, like some of those kids back in the, you know, like up in the seventies uh, or before, I think, uh, we've got an advantage. Um, I think our generations that grew up from that time. Frame, I think, I think our generation is kind of the last one because we had the greatest generation. You know, the World War II guys as our, as our mentors, you know, God, uh, 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 grandpa's, uh, fathers, whatever it may be. And I, I grew up outside. Of, uh, my family was pretty poor. We didn't have a lot of money. And believe it or not, I found out my grandma was on with welfare. And uh, I didn't like it. She was a very majestic lady. So I've been hanging around an airport and this guy asked me if I wanted to go to work. And uh, I said, yeah. And he put me to work washing airplanes. And then I, I started detailing and polishing them. And it just kept growing. Well, everybody has an airplane. I was Davidson. And it just kept growing, and uh, I actually sold the company to go uh, to go to school. Uh, I thought I'd be, you know, a millionaire by the time I was twenty-five, and I quickly realized that as soon as I sold the company, I missed it. And so, um, about flash forward, I was nineteen at that time. About ten years later, uh, I started a couple companies up, sold those companies, and decided that came home from a really good career I had for about four or five years in a corporation. Told my wife I was quitting to uh, go into detailing and. The rest is history. That was 22 years ago, and we've, uh, it's, been a, it's been an awesome, awesome experience. That's starting with really hard work. I've waxed a couple of airplanes, and that takes a ton of time. It does. You know, it does. And I remember the first time I saw Air Force One, you know, is, uh, you know I've, I've done a lot of corporate jets. I've done big planes, you know, Gulf Streams and, uh, you know, big citations and Lears and all that. And, and so, Global Expresses. But I've never done a 707, and, and I, I remember when my mentor got me the project, you know, and the opportunity to go up and look at this, this particular Air Force One. You know, they just looked at it, and he goes, can you do it? And I was like, yeah, yeah, we can do it. I came home, and Diane goes, you know, my wife goes, are you going to be able to do it? I said, I don't know. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> no idea whatsoever. <laughs> That's a lot of turtle wax. I don't know. When are going to start? You know, and that was, that was, again, this last year was the... 16th anniversary, so, you know, this year's going to be 17 years, I believe we're hitting close to 20 years in of, of, of detailing Air, Air Force One aircraft, you know, so... And I always, and we always watch that on uh, social media and the progress you guys have through the week, and it's just really impressive stuff. You guys do stunning work. Thank you. It's pretty, pretty amazing. You know, it was, it was, we're we're fortunate to where you know back in two thousand four, I was running shops, really successful shops. We really done well. You know, as you guys know, anytime you're, you're successful, it takes a lot of hard work, and people were, were seeking out. Now social media was around, and they wanted to come training. So I had a a young guy, Matt Williams, he's still in the industry, still a detailer. Um, he, he called me and he says, hey, man, I'd love to come up and just work, you know, side by side. And I said, well, I've never really done that before. I put on some credits classes. But, so I, I gave him a number and he came up. Well, that lost the whole business, you know. So we're, we assisted in launching nearly 500 detailing companies around the globe. We spoke within in 17 different countries. Uh, every, every state uh, except for New Hampshire 
and one other one I can't remember right now. So we've we've really it's been a it's been a wild ride. You know, it's been a wild ride. All based on passion. You know, that is a surprising thing, especially when it's your baby. It's your company, and you're watching it grow. Uh, you've got the satisfaction in that, and plus you've got customers that will come back and recommend people to you because they trust you. Exactly. That's right. You know, I always tell people when, when, when I switched my company from worrying about, about money and made it all about trust, of just getting people to trust me, my entire career changed because once a car guy trusts you, what do they do? They talk about you. They tell friends, people. It's not just classic guys. It could be minivan guys. You know, these are like stair hangers. It doesn't matter where they are when they trust you. You know, that car is a big investment. Whether you're driving a Nissan Xterra or you're driving a you know a rare GTO, it doesn't matter. It's their baby. And exactly. So, uh, I think you bring up a good point. It's trust is a huge thing. We're talking with Rennie Doyle, who's a master detailer, who's detailed Air Force frickin' one. And we're going to come back at our next segment and talk about some of the major differences between what a person like Rennie does and what dudes like you and I do. How uh, dare you look at me in that tone of voice? <laughs> trim, trim, and, and find out if we can uh, weasel out some tips out of Rennie. And that's coming up next right here on Road Muscle Radio. With Road Muscle Radio, your hosts are Brett Hatfield, a freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine at American Car Collector Magazine, and writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com. I'm Catfish Groves. I've been in radio for about 30 years, and I, I love me the big, fat American classics. That, that car we were looking at that's going at Barrett. Oh, Later. oh, yeah! It's on, it's on our Facebook page. It's Absolutely, night. And I, you, we've talked about this before. Where 19. I'm kind of, I'm into the the cars that are. I, I love ones that are yeah, just but, like mint. They're they're straight out of the box. Like Dad drove them off, or Grandpa drove them off the lot. However, that thing that's a resto mod. That oh my god! And nobody resto mods those. That was really no, cool. It's that's, ridiculous. That black black over black sixty fury. Very cool. You got to go to the website and take a look at it. Oh, We're so back good. talking to Rennie Doyle. And Rennie I would is, trust Rennie to clean that up if I owned it. I think Rennie could probably make the thing look like a diamond, not that it doesn't already. <laughs> but I need Rennie's advice because apparently I, I'm an idiot. Uh, Rennie, what are some of the major differences between what you do, which is art, if you ever see, get a chance to see the pictures of the stuff he does, yeah. and what I do, which is questionable yeah. at best. Walmart detailers like yeah. us. <laughs> You know, it's amazing. We live in a great time because we, we've got so many resources for being educated within anything we want to do on our cars. So I think the baseline is, you know, today's detailers, it's not like it was when we were kids or, you know, definitely going back to town when our parents did it or anything like that. The sophistication of what we do, uh, even as do-it-yourselfers, because you have a lot of co-detailers, guys, the thing that keeps my passion, I start talking to a guy in front of my handy organizer, that. Uh, that moment, another friend of mine that are huge on YouTube. Talking to those guys, and, you know, it's the passion. And, and while I do it for a living, really why I've been successful at it is because I play that. It comes down to that. So, I, you know, people that's listening to this, that you're a detailer, hey, get on YouTube, check it out. Uh, but make sure it's from a source that you know. Um, make sure, that, aka, there's a lot of people myself, you can look within a very active YouTube channel. But educate yourself. Being, if you really, if you're really into it, 
go to a class. I mean, we've got training centers uh, across the country. If you go to a one- or three-day class, I'm telling you what, become educated. The cars are so expensive now. You know, Sam, I just bought a brand-new truck, and it costs $5,000 more than that first house. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> but it could probably pull your house from its foundation. What, are you going to yeah, pull the jerk and drag good. the church down the street? Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly it. So, you know, I think go in and just check out what you're doing. Just don't take anything for it. You know, one thing I hate to say it's if it gets stored or something, but a lot of people don't know what they're doing, and so you need to find a credible source that you trust, and then just watch what they're doing, check it out, listen. There's a lot of the podcast out there, definitely, again, a lot of videos, a lot of things on social media. Uh, I think that's it. And then, and then B, you got to realize, what do you want out of your detail on your car? Because, you know, in the day-to-day of the age of coatings, you know, ceramic coatings to protect oh, the paint, different yeah. surfaces on a vehicle, you know, you can go crazy. I mean, you really can. So what, what do you want out of it? Is it, you know, uh, do you work on your car? Do you want to work on it? You tell it as little as you can? Or uh, are you a person that really likes to get in there at every couple in three, four weeks, uh, dial it in. So, wow, you really go two weeks in between? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just yeah. go at it like the janitor did in my high school. You know, go after <laughs> with the buffer, done. Yeah. It looks kind of shiny for a minute. Now, Rennie's familiar with a car that I'm thinking about putting a ceramic coating on. I've been thinking about doing it on that big black Bronco of mine. I love that Bronco. I haven't been about this for years. I want that truck. Rennie came to town to teach some people how to do stuff, and I tracked him down one day, and I was in that truck. And uh, the fact that the man gave me a compliment, I had a tough time getting my head back in the truck. I bet you did. Oh, man, that thing is beautiful. You've done a great... I have everything you drive looks like that, but it's pretty bad, man. I think you're a perfectionist. I what what does a ceramic coating do? I mean, are you going to be able to cook on it or eat on it or what? Yeah. Well, there are some videos out there of people torching the ceramic coatings, and the ceramic coating will actually slow and heat. Unfortunately, the paint and primer underneath it won't. So um, <laughs> we don't recommend putting lighter fluid on. Uh, wow. Well, what's the use? No, but yeah. you said it's ceramic. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. safe? But they... What what you get is a, a much better gloss to the finish, oh. but it also protects it even. You should see some of the demonstrations. Uh, yeah, it's amazing how well it protects the paint. Gotcha. No, it's, it is. It's, you know, what it means is I tell people it's an artificial skin. It's basically a thin artificial uh, clear coat over top of your clear coat. Now, it's not that hardy. It's not, you know, it's not going to take, it's not grenade prints. Uh, but what I'll do is honor perfection. I'll tell you a great story. A good friend of mine here that's got a totally built up uh, 2013 Mustang. Uh, Pushes about uh, about 750 uh, horsepower. Nice. Uh, now you got us. Good start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he was backing his little private joint into the garage, kind of miscalculated, and rubbed the bumper and back corner panel up against the wall a little bit. Uh, so, oh, no. Uh, very light. Just, just, just a little kiss. So he calls me up almost in tears. So I get down the next day, we pull out all our equipment, we start, uh, I, I took and uh, did a little bit of dry sanding on it, just to get, try to get the scratch off. You know what was amazing? None of the damage actually made it down to the factory clear coat. The coating had taken the blunt, oh. and we were able to get 99% of the scratch out because it was coated. So, I mean, that, that was kind of the, the, the sell point to me that was like, wow. And that was... When we were testing, we got our own coating, inspiration coating, within the double black line. We're in the testing stages of that. 
And so we were really impressed because you're the product we're trying to, you know, we're trying to develop, uh, and, and, and it worked really, really well. So if coatings are here to stay, um, they're not, they're not, they're definitely not. A lot of people think you can get them, forget about it. Don't, you know, do you sell your car? Uh, use it. That's not the case. It's really, as Brett, as you mentioned, it's, it's, it beautifies the vehicle even more, and it's just added protection. Tell, tell us about the double black line. You mentioned it just a second ago. Yeah, you know, uh, you know I can't just ask. You know, I think it's just about you're doing what you love, and I'm just, you know, all about cars. Anything else. You know, my, my kids are so screwed. Um, they've got the bugs so bad, and it's, it's something meant to all want really nice cars, but they're, you know, going to school and everything else. And I've got to only room for a few of have nice cars. That's mom and I, so you're going to have to wait, do it on your own, little kid. But, um, you know, Double Black came about, and I met, uh, I've been sponsored by Flex Bonus in Germany for years. We've got about a, a decade-long uh, relationship with Flex. And I met this family that's been in the, the industry, and her dad started TNS Products uh, out of the Bay Area in Northern California back in 1961. So I met this, this guy named Bob Phillips probably a little over a decade ago. Dave owned the company. Dave's a tennis. So here's a... Here's a family business. The mom's still involved. She comes in the office a couple times a, a week. Here's this family business where the, the brother goes to UC Davis, becomes my chemist. We really all hit it off. They end up coming to training because all the manufacturer, they want to understand what challenges car washes, car uh, uh, dealerships, and the details are facing. So they want to be educated. So they can come to work on training, spend an entire week with us. I fell in love with these guys. So over the years, uh, I've had some great sponsorships. Bob mentioned that there's that whole point where you're up in contract, you've been coming in, we'd love to have you as our spokesperson. So I started to admire them so much that we came together and spoke. We decided to go ahead and do a relationship. And then a few months later, Bob goes, hey, we want to name a line after you. And I said, what? And I said, yeah, we want you to have your own product line. And I said, man, I'm really against it. So we brought in a marketing expert. Uh, he agreed with them. Uh, we had to decide a name. Well, Bob, Dave, and I are all extreme skiers. I live in a ski town, and uh, we uh, we like to ski hard and fast. And so we thought, well, double black, you know, double black diamonds. Perfect. And that's where the name came from. Experts only. Uh, and it's just taken <laughs> off, and it's fifty percent uh, professional, fifty percent do-it-yourselfers. So it's a great line that's made uh, to, to act. It's it's not difficult to use. It's not rocket science. Um, well, we've got a couple products that have been absolute game changers. We're just nominated for part of the year. Cena just brought us in, and we're one of the top 100 products for uh, 2018. So we're, we're really excited about we've come in a short time. That's only three years. It's nice. Double black Rennie Doyle collection. I'm looking at some of it right now. Uh, between the like the IK bead or IK bead maker sprayer, you've got some equipment up here. You've got the various towels, uh, Envy jeweling polish. If you want to get really Ooh. shiny, and, and the thing that yeah. caught my eye that, that made me giggle, uh, the swirl killer. Serious coffee yeah, for yeah. serious. You've got freaking coffee. <laughs> We've got coffee, man. We, you know, we got a, we got a, we got a, we got a little stamp up on, uh, all amped up on some freaking, uh, coffee. <laughs> you know, you just don't stop. So, you know, the same thing in the industry. It's a square of life off the second. Uh, it's, it's really changed the industry. It's, it's, it's unreal of what we're getting off. And yes, David said on that for two or three years before, I even came in the picture and I asked, he brought it out and said, hey, man, would you, would you try this? And we're, 
you put in a couple cars, we're blown away, and it's just taking the, the industry by storm. You had Unreal. me a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, yeah. I, I'm just seeing walking up, you're vibrating so hard from the coffee that all you need is the buffer pads in your hands. Hey, you, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. you got to have that yeah. energy to keep going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, we're, we're a fun company. We're like you guys. We're just fun. So we, Bob, then that we all love coffee too, like we're skiers and stuff. But so as kind of the thing, we we made, we made uh, one of his friends is a custom uh, blender. So he blends coffees for companies all over the world. And Bob had been testing, you know, tasting some different coffees, and I didn't know why. I had no idea, right? I'm just I'm like, dude, keep eating coffee. I just playing all along, tasting all these different coffees, but this works. So that's just surprise. Uh, we sent out to all of our distributors. Uh, and purchasers a, a, a one pound bag of uh, swirl nice. coffee. Well, it took off. We made we made three four hundred pounds, and we made I don't know last year probably three or four thousand pounds uh, since then selling it all over the world. And just imagine how shiny their cups are. Oh, they got to be great. <laughs> okay, insides all clean, never black, never brown. Rennie Doyle. Uh, head of the Detail Mafia. You can find his double black products at psdetailproducts.com. You can follow Rennie at detailingsuccess.com or uh, detailersofairforceone.com. You can also find him on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Rennie, thank you so much for being with us. You bet you guys. Hey, man, happy detailing all. Yeah, man, I'll be more than happy to help you. Absolutely. Thank coming you. Up, coming up next on Road Muscle Radio, we're going to talk about a vehicle that you can buy that was in Grand Theft Auto, the video game. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> All next on Road Muscle Radio. We're back with Road Muscle Radio. That Rennie, he's a what a nice guy. He is a peach of a guy. He yeah. really is a sweetheart, and he's been super nice to me. And just just because he's that's how he is. He's a great guy to have around. Is he's one of those people that we keep running into in the car community. They're just nice people. Yeah, a lot of fun to talk to. He he absolutely is. And since we had him on, uh-huh. and, and you got to kind of. Drag me out of the closet over my detail. Oh, over woes. over the uh, the foam disaster. Yeah, uh, it happens. It happens to all of us. Don't feel bad. Yeah. Well, what happened to you? What? Uh huh. Tell me your detailing horror story. No, you're not talking. It's it's armor <laughs> no, all. It's a bit. It okay, okay. You want that one? Yeah. Um, because <laughs> I've done some damages of vehicles, but my first car was a 1955 Plymouth. It was this ugly burnt orange thing that I swear to God, uh, the guy that we had fixed the fender and put it together spray painted it with house paint. It was just <laughs> this thick industrial ugly orange. And I kind of, it took a while, but I kind of fell in love with it because it was so unique. It's one of those Nobody things. else on earth would willingly put that on their vehicle. Um, I I had my first real date. I mean, my really big one. I was, okay. I was a sophomore right. in high school and I was taking a senior. How'd you rate that? Dude, I had mad skills. Plus I was 130 pounds less. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, way, and, way to throw down, boy. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, Hey, you said buffet. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> so anyway, I, uh, I, I asked her out. She said, yes. And we're going to the court warming dance. Right. Okay. So it's February. I've had my license for a month. Okay. And I, uh, I'm like, okay. Freshly minted. Oh my God. Yeah. So I, 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 Got that car. I hand washed it that day. It was a warm February down in, in Southern Missouri. 
and I hand washed it to where I could get it as shiny as, you know, latex will get. Yep. And then I went after the inside. I mean, I washed the engine. Okay. She'll never see the engine, but I, I vacuumed but everything. But you knew it was going to be clean. Oh my God. Yes. Stem to stern. It's, I, it's that little bit of confidence. Watt Chrome. I, I, I got as many of the, you know, rust speckles off of it as I could. So All it right. was even shiny. And then on the inside, uh, the car, <laughs> we paid 325 bucks for the car. I paid $463 for the paint and repair. <laughs> if that tells you anything about it, uh, it was a true barn find. And, on the inside, the front seat was just tatters. It was the original cloth, and it was just dead. So did you throw a, a horse blanket or something? Oh, no, no. I went to Walmarts. I oh, went up to the Walmarts in Mary Branton. Wa- go to the and Walmarts. And I got me that big old vinyl seat cover, oh, but it was like the hard vinyl. I mm-hmm. mean, it was Naga hide that they couldn't sell to Nagas. So I had to kill a lot of little Nagas. Uh, it was terrible. And I, I got that thing on there, and it looked decent enough. It worked. But I decided to armor all that. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, it was butt Teflon. I, I think I see where this is going. And this was the original 55, so it had no seat belts. <laughs> now, I had this big honking steering wheel to hang on to, right? And I go and pick up my date and everything's great. And Sharon, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Let's go to the dance. Let's go eat pizza first. And I'm driving along, and it's the snake trails of Branson, Missouri. Because yeah. back then, we didn't have any of the straightaways. It was all left turns and right turns. <laughs> she's going wham into the door wham against me wham into the door wham against me i'm like oh my god what's happening all she can hope is to catch a door handle yeah i swear to god i heard the ding 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 of score <laughs> as this girl bounced around the inside of the car and she finally had to hang on to the door handle and i had to drive at like 20 miles an hour <laughs> oh my god and then the rest of the night was just even more downhill from there it was horrible but it, it started out my, my car looked great that's beautiful. I suck, but my car looked awesome. I love it. That's, That's fantastic. So there, there you go. Feel feel, feel better now. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad we're almost out of time for my date story. So uh, we'll just skip that. Hey, uh, we got some big changes coming to the show here pretty quick. You know, we do. We do. And it's all about goals. It is. It's all about goals. And, you know, before we even started doing all this, uh, you and I had chatted a little bit. I'd had an idea years ago, and it's not a new idea. No, it's not. I just thought radio here in Kansas City needed a fun car show. And I was happy enough to stand there and be your car nerd. Oh, hell yeah. You know, you were coming in as a source, and I was going to come in and uh, and do stuff with you, kind of, and just kind of be background. And then, you know, there could be all these other hosts. But instead, you and I got to yakking. No, this works. And this, this really worked well for us. And this is what we came up with. And the, the thing is... I also have these other goals. I have my little media company and I publish books and I write books. And then I have a podcast where I talk about those books. And then I have my, you know, regular, I do, I do a lot of fun well, stuff. You and I'm a 100% guy. Yeah. So I'm, I had to look at all this and go, okay, I'm not giving everything my 100%. No, you're not. And I had to make a few decisions and I'm like, you know, the one place where it's going to fly on its own, no matter what is with Brett, because Brett is driven, literally. Yes, uh, and, and figuratively. And Brett, Brett knows these things inside and out. He knows all the cool people. So what we're looking for is to get some of those cool people involved. We're looking for another host. Yeah. Or possibly several other hosts to come hang out, talk car stuff, have a good time, maybe tell a little 
some off-color stories about taking dates <laughs> out on bench seats. Maybe there will be such horrible car nerds like me. Armor all. Was she wearing a saran wrap skirt? I mean, I, no, she could have been wearing glue. <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered. That damn seat was so slick. At, at any rate, we're oh, looking Sharon, for another I'm host. So, sorry. so yes. if you're a if you're a car fiend like I am, and you'd like to be here on the radio talking about cars, and absolutely talking to cool guests because we have. Some of the best guests. Dude, you you get hooked up with some of the coolest people. I've been really, really lucky. There's a lot of car nerds out there. Amen. But if you'd like to be on the radio, contact us either through Facebook at Road Muscle Radio or through RoadMuscleRadio.com. We'd love to talk to you. And, uh, you know, we pay in, uh, in lifesavers and <laughs> crappy coffee. Really bad coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but all you can drink. <laughs> all, all, all the crummy coffee you can stand to so, stick, in down your, stick down your gullet. Do get hold because I think you and Brett would be able to talk about just the coolest things and and keep the momentum going. And we There's do, so much to talk about and here. And we have such great guests. Uh, you get Kansas to, City is a cool car market. It really is. It's awesome. The other thing, coming up, just what we need here in the Midwest when the weather's crummy around Christmas time and we came into down, it was 37 degrees and it's raining. But... <laughs> I get to get out of town pretty soon. We're going to Scottsdale for auction week. All, nice! All the big auction houses come out, and all the pretty cars come out, and you get I, to see all kinds of weirdness going on in Scottsdale. It's a lot of fun. But the week of the 13th through the 20th in Scottsdale, Russo and Steel, Barrett Jackson, R.M. Sotheby's, uh, Gooding & Company, Bonham Silver, everybody is going to be there selling beautiful cars. If you can get there, boy, it's sure... Scottsdale's nice. Scottsdale's awful nice in January. You know, speaking of auctions, uh, I mentioned earlier, uh, and it I got to check to see if it's if it's sold. There's a 2006 Dodge Viper. It's on eBay. Okay, it's a it's the 2006 Dodge Viper Bravado Banshee. What they took a 2006 Dodge Viper and made it look like a car from Grand Theft Auto. They <laughs> they customized body panels and had them machine fitted to go onto this car so it has this really crazy aggressive look with this big swoopy back end and it's you got to be a hardcore oh, video game guy to do that. Can you imagine? Well, I think it was part of a promotional thing uh for it. However, all custom panels, they're all handmade to fit. The interior is all customized to look like the car that was in the uh, the video game. Wow. You got a six-speed tranny, 8.3-liter V10. Yep. Yeah, this is kind of fun. This is where you'll probably want to play with it because it's got 500 horsepower. And now we kind of go, oh, 500 horsepower? What? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's getting into the right yeah, neighborhood. They'll get there. $180,000 to create. As of this recording, it was $63,000 or make offer. That's still an awful chunk of change, but beats a buck 80. Be sure to look for us on Facebook. Go to readthedriven.com and check out all the articles, cool pictures, and cool people that are available there. And we will catch you next time right here on Road Muscle Radio. Bye-bye.